Yo, so in today's episode of Car Radio, females in the car scene. Basically, what is it like to be a girl in the car scene? Section 59, chasing a Porsche Carrera GT in a Porsche 918. Discussing the greatest TV ads of all time. Girl talk, girls in F1, and RIP to the greatest race dog and the fastest race dog of all time. Woof, woof. Oh, is that vroom, woof, vroom? Yeah, makes no sense. You are now listening to Car Radio, brought to you by Walkers TV from YouTube. Boys and girls, welcome to another Car Radio podcast. And today we have our first girl on the show. And uh, you may know her as uh, Joe, but I know her as uh, Skulls and Snaps. So Skulls, welcome to Car Radio. Thank you very much for having me. I didn't realise I was the first girl. You are. See, you have that privilege of being the first ever um, female to be on the show. It's been like Amazing. dudes everywhere. Too many, I was going to say too many balls on the show. But obviously... <laughs> 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 oh man, that so came out a bit wrong, isn't it? Like, but who cares, man? It's a podcast, it's, fine, it's so fine. cool, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, you, you have the honour and the privilege of being the first girl on the car radio um, show. Oh, amazing. I feel yeah. very privileged. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, lovely. So, um, Scars and Snaps. I mean, that name, I'm so intrigued. I want to know where this name came from, what you actually, like, explain. <laughs> um, so, when Instagram first sort of started, I wasn't very heavily into the car photography thing. My Instagram was literally selfies, so snaps, <laughs> um, of day-to-day life. And I have an obsession with skulls. I just think they're so beautiful in so many different forms and so interesting. And it was literally just any sort of skull product I had, like my whole bedroom's covered in them. So it'd be my new purchase of anything skull related. A picture was taken, put on Instagram. And it was like, okay, skulls and snaps. And then once that page started to become automotive, I was like, Hmm. shit, I really need to change my name, don't I? And uh, everyone, no, you can't change it now. And I'm like, well, why? And they went, well, everyone knows you as like Scully or Skulls or, you know, it's just sort of stuck and people remember it because it's not just like Joe.automotive or whatever. And it's unique and random. So you kind of have to keep it. And I was just like, oh, okay. Damn. That's staying then. It's so, uh... super random, right? It's like, I don't know whether I should be like um, afraid because Skulls or... <laughs> Imagine like you go to a girl's room and all you see is skulls everywhere. You're like, what the hell did I get myself into? It's like... <laughs> so, I mean, so what's the obsession with skulls? I mean, how did that even start? Like from when you were little, you just thought, mm, um, I like skulls. No, do you know what it is? It was as I got to an age where I was like, I want a tattoo. I just found something so beautiful, especially in amongst the like Dia de los Muertos stuff. So the Mexican mm. Day of the Dead. Ah. And there was just something so beautiful about it that it just became this heavy like obsession so yeah it just sort of span off from there really i will never look at a skull in the same way ever again (laughs) (laughs) so do you have like skulls like just sculling around in your car and stuff like you open your boots like all kinds of skulls in there and i have air fresheners i have uh basically like t-shirts with skulls and shoes with skulls and sunglasses with skulls handbags whatever like my car has actually refrained from being sort of sculled out but the <laughs> amount of people who tag me when a company does like hydro dipping 
wow. like a skull design and I'm just like damn I could completely cover my engine bay in skulls you know what? and I'm like no I can't do it I can't that, do it that would be so freaking <laughs> cool right that would be pretty amazing uh, there'll be something at some point maybe just Whoa. for a bit of a, a laugh there you go so people in the not too distant future there'll be skulls and stuff with uh, I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> so um let's talk about you right i, I want to know your story into from being this girl who loved skulls to <laughs> um transitioning to like cars i mean did you transition to cars or were you into cars before and no, then the whole no, skulls no. thing came in um i was born the strange girl back in the 90s who favored having her little black hot wheels supra wow that she carried everywhere or the little silver xj220 they came with me everywhere <laughs> So <laughs> everyone was all about Barbies and all that sort of stuff. So back in like the mid nineties, late nineties, I'm there in like tracksuits and wow. normally a Subaru WRC t-shirt because I had a major obsession with Richard Burns, the rally driver. That he was crazy. <laughs> he was my favorite and he was my absolute hero. And obviously Colin McRae drove in the oh, yeah. Impreza as well. Exactly. So. It was one of those things, I was just a big Subaru fangirl, so I had everything Subaru. Um, and yeah, it was just a real strange thing that, you know, at this point it was like, why are you not a girly girl? Why are you not got dresses? Why have you not got Barbies? And it's like, I don't like it. But bless, it was a, a lot of it was my late dad's fault. Ah, uh, so. Um, mm. Yeah, it was he was a policeman so he'd get in late at night and would watch reruns of like fifth gear and top gear from the stuff he'd missed and oh wrc highlights and f1 and british touring cars and i would sit and watch it with him and i just became completely obsessed with it and it yeah he got he just backed it the whole time there was no you're a girl you're not meant to be into this it was okay if that's what you like let, let's go to it one day. Like, if you want to get involved in it, let's find out how you get in it. Like, he was the biggest cheerleader and everything for this. So, bless him. That is it was all amazing. his fault. So, yeah. But yeah. That, that is amazing. I mean, what was your mum like, though? Because can you imagine, like, um, you know, your mum is like, like, why is she not playing with Barbie? Why is she always like... Thankfully, my sister was there for the whole oh, girl okay. thing. So... so, she was your buffer. Okay, I yeah. understand. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, she was the one that was into the whole Barbies and pink and dresses, and so Mum was lucky with that one. And then yeah, there was me that was obsessed with cars, and you know I played football for Chelsea girls as well. So, so. you played football and you're into yeah. cars as well. Yeah, that's that's madness. Pretty much, basically born a boy in a girl's body. But yeah. I will say you play for the wrong damn team, man. No, Freaking no, Chelsea. No. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, everything was cool until now. <laughs> I'm Battersea born and bred. I'm, oh, God like, damn it. They're my local. They're oh, my local. No. Oh, because uh, hopefully this weekend, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you're watching the game. Um, mm. Man U v Leicester. That's, no, Man U, my team, obviously. Yeah. I, hope, I hope we do it this time. We, we bloody, if we blow it, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what I'm going to do. We have to beat Leicester and get that third spot. I cannot uh, think of anything like worse to losing and then being fifth and then missing out on the um, uh, in the Champions League and then not getting Jordan San Sancho and being crap again next year. I can't have that. Uh, Leicester have this magic power Don't of say just completely that. ruining people. So. Yes, Red Bull in it. That, that Vardy guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! Seriously, I'm gonna be so like I don't know what I'll do if we lose. It's like I, I can't contemplate that. It's the worst feeling like oh, ever. No. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a madness. It is. Okay. It is. So let's now talk about like, uh, yeah, how did I first meet you? I can't remember like where and when I actually met you. It will probably have been Knightsbridge. Yeah. Inevitably, it was Knightsbridge. Inevitably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, so it's where I've sort of met everyone, really. Um, yeah, I'm, I, that's what I'd guess it was. I don't actually. It's crazy, isn't it? Pinpoint what it is. No, it is crazy. Yeah, because I, I was just trying to picture where I've, I've met everyone. I and, do that, uh, and then it drives me insane when I cannot actually pinpoint when and where I've met someone. <laughs> and I'm just sat there, and I'm racking my brain for ages, going, "Was it this event?" And they're like, "No, I didn't go to that." And I'm like, oh, "God damn that's, it!" That's that's someone else. Whoops. Yeah. Oh well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I would guess it was inevitably Knightsbridge. Yeah, what a place it used to be. It's not the same anymore. Is oh, it? Things man. have definitely changed. Back in the day, I had so much fun there. Just strolling around at all hours of the day and night, just taking pictures. I get what? lost in my own little world. <laughs> You're carrying your little Subaru around with you and all that stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you say back in the day, how far back are you talking? Because uh, I kind of joined the scene mid-2016, a little bit late to the scene. Uh, so. I picked up my camera in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, because one of the first ever days out was Yanni had wrapped his Aventador in the was it the Euro wrap? Yeah, I don't know. That's the, before I, I don't remember any of that oh stuff. Oh my god, it was crazy. He did this whole Aventador wrap just covered in footballers. It was insane. Like, Let me was... guess, Arsenal, oh, not for you said Euro, didn't you? So yeah. I was going to think Arsenal there for a second. But... <laughs> <laughs> you got that one so wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Wow, six whole years ago. That's, that's madness. Time flies. It really does. It's quite scary when you go like, oh yeah, that was only 2014. And then you're like, oh shit, we're in 2020. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> to be honest, I think I think twenty twenty just scratch it off the, the year yeah. list, isn't it? Just go from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty has sucked hard. I mean, how's it been <laughs> for you this whole like uh, lockdown situation and the cars and all that stuff? Um, it's not been too bad. Mm. Uh sort of the whole lockdown thing was a chance for me to catch up on a lot of photos that I'd sort of backlogged and not really had time to do anything with. Yeah. So sort of caught up on that and had a lot of footage that I've taken over the years and sort of went, do you know what? I've never shared this, but some of it's really cool. So I'm going to spend some time putting it together. So yeah, it gave me a lot of time to sort of catch up on stuff. And then as we sort of eased out of lockdown, thankfully my partnership with BMW Park Lane meant that they could offer me cars to create videos on. So That's so dope. Yeah, I think it's been quite a saving grace that I've got that partnership, to be honest, because I'd have been mind-numbingly bored <laughs> had I not had that to keep me going. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck inside here. And, oh man, I just had to, I just started doing live streams because I was like, what can I do while I'm stuck yeah. in here? And, you know, like, how can I keep myself sane? So I just got into, like, uh, just doing things that I was thinking about. Yeah. That I wasn't doing before. And then basically live streaming started and then it was just like, yeah, I got That's it. That's the thing. I think it's been quite a good time for people who are creative to actually just say, fuck it and do it. Yeah, it's got to be done. Me and my boyfriend spent a lot of time with watching a lot of YouTube videos. We caught up on a lot of stuff that we haven't watched. Um, so, yeah, we spent a lot of time doing that. But we did also delve into the realms of 
Oh my god, I'm gonna shoot myself at some of this content that was that is on YouTube and gets a lot of views and you just think, oh my god, what yeah. what am I doing wrong? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Yeah, YouTube like, is a painful place because I mean like um Jesus, tell me about it. Well, I don't know what it is. It just seems the most crazy and stupid, like whatever it is, people just watch that. Just binge on it. And Yes. The more stupid you are, the more likely you are to get views. What the hell I don't is that get about? It. I don't get it. What the hell is all that about? Like, it doesn't matter how sexy, how polished your videos are. No one gives a crap. No. You can film a video with, with with a potato, maybe with a yep. pile of poo, and it could be the most brain dead thing in the whole world. And that gets crazy views. It's a, it's it a can be thing. the most brain dead video hosted by the most brain dead person filmed on the most potato phone. But my God, are they going to get views? Oh. How? How? Yeah. Why? The world is twisted, man. The world is crazy. Majorly. Majorly yeah. twisted. I just do what I like. If someone likes it, great. If, if they yep. don't, oh well, too bad. Then it's not for you kind of thing, so. That's exactly my mentality. I'm like, I'm not gonna sell out to this clickbait thing. Yeah, like, I'm not doing that. My whole latest project is the girl talk topic that I was doing and that's actually been really well received. It's not on the views I would wish it was on. That okay, literally fine. sounds like a podcast, Girl Talk. So yeah, obviously talk do you know as in T-O-R-Q-U-E, right? Exactly. Wow, um, that's dope. Yeah, so it's been a, a project I've wanted to do for like the last six years, but it was trying to find the girls that were right for it has been a mission and a half. Wow. And within six years of doing all this, I've been very lucky to meet a lot of very talented and very knowledgeable very passionate females who like myself absolutely adore cars and aren't in it for dick money and attention <laughs> so <laughs> do you know what i was like now is the time to jump on this like i'm gonna get us together we're gonna do a video and we're gonna plan for what we can do in the future and mm. we've done it but there's some incredible girls involved and you know, hearing their stories through interactions from other females in the scene, you just think, oh my God, like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is this is what we have to deal with, like, seriously. Um, and then just hearing their experiences as a female within all this very male-dominated industry is very interesting. But yeah, it's just, we want to show that there are girls who know what the fuck they're talking about, who love it genuinely and want to show this it's not like an ulterior motive or we want to become insta famous so we're going to use cars as our excuse you see this is what i want to talk to you about because i wanted to know what it was like to be a female in this very male dominated uh, industry right because yeah. one of the few girls that i know are in the car scene because most of the time 99.9999 percent of the time it's all these dudes 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 yeah. but what is it what is it like to be in this kind of world? I mean, what kind of stuff do you have to deal with? What kind of challenges do you face and all that stuff? Um, so obviously having discussed my past with being like into football and obviously the headset I'm using to talk to you is my gaming headset. Again, another very male sort of uh, hobby, gaming. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was in the army cadets as well. So everything I've astronaut. done- What the hell have you done? <laughs> <laughs> everything i've done is very male dominated and that's why when i came into this car scene and i sort of got looked at like i was an alien um i remember it clear as day going to stone street with my camera and there was a group of guys who literally looked at me like 
oh my god, why is there a girl here? Like, what is going on? And I just sort of was like, alright? And they all looked at me like, oh my god, why are you here? Like, what? And it was literally, are you lost? Like, are you a tourist or are you actually here for cars? And it was like, I'm here for cars. Wow. Um, and a few of them didn't, like, interact with me. They just walked off. But it was funny because later that day, I would get, like, messages on Instagram that was like, hi, sorry I didn't talk to you. It was just really awkward and really random. Like, wow. wasn't used to seeing a girl there. And, you know, with all the guys there, it was a little bit like, if I were to talk to you, it'd be a bit weird. So it was like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, if this is how it is, fine. Cool. Um... So I just sort of left it and then went, fuck it, let's go back. So I went back, it was just going around taking pictures and got talking to more people and slowly people started actually interacting with me and realized that, oh, just because you are a girl, you actually do know what you're on about and you you actually know what these cars are. And it was like, yes. That's crazy. That they started to kind of accept me more. And it was just a very strange transition to go from literally looking at me like why are you here to okay cool like this is fine yeah all right um but yeah like i say i've always been into stuff that is male dominated so mm. i don't let it stop me i've never let it stop me um a couple of the issues i faced have been if i've shot someone's car that maybe someone else has wanted to do but hasn't been given permission or been asked or whatever it was <laughs> well, what have you done oh. in order to shoot that? And you're just like, um, excuse me? And it's like, well, you know, you are a girl. And it was just like, well, okay. Or um, the other side of that was they felt sorry for you because you're a girl, so they let you do it. And it's been quite petty like that, but... It's uh, a bit like school, isn't it? It's like a yeah. kind of school behaviour. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of people know that i know my stuff and so that's always been defended with me was she has her self-respect she doesn't have to go to those levels yeah and you know there's a reason because she's approachable she has a genuine passion for it she's got an interest she's developing her photography skills and it was nice to have people back me for saying stuff like that but the biggest challenge, which is why I started this whole girl talk thing, is that there are other girls who make this industry tougher than the guys do. Yeah. So because they fit a certain image, they will get treated a certain way or get better opportunities because they fit a brand image or a brand perception or companies have a feeling that looking a certain way will attract a certain audience, whereas if you know what you're actually saying as opposed to reciting off of cards or being told it in your ear mm. that because you don't fit a certain image yes okay you've got the knowledge you're not exactly what they want and that's sort of the reason i've put together my little team of avengers um <laughs> is to just sort of go it shouldn't be about looks it should be about your knowledge and your passion for stuff. It shouldn't be, like, we don't all judge Chris Harris because he's like this short, balding man. Everyone loves him because of what he can do. Yeah. But, you know, like, okay, that's a bit of a weird one because most girls actually have a crush on him. 
So you can't really use that. But I mean, no, I if, see. I see what you mean. It's like, like um, if you take it out of the car sense and just sort of show his picture to most women, they'd probably be like, he's all right, but he's no Brad Pitt. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Jeremy Clarkson, everyone loves him. He's not exactly George Clooney, is he? <laughs> but for for girls to do well, you have to be like a size six with. 36 double D's and basically have no self-respect and morals but yeah that's the issue that is the issue is other women in the industry pretty much are more of an issue and the people who run these companies who think that sex sells so do you think it's getting better or do you think it's stay the same or do you think it's getting worse do you know what for as much as I make it sound like it's getting worse it is getting better um over the years, I've had so many DMs from girls around the world who have gone, I saw you went to this show with this camera and you filmed this. It meant that I could go to this event here in my hometown and I didn't feel nervous to go as a girl. Mm. Or other girls in London have messaged me and gone, thank you so much for showing that you can go out around Knightsbridge with a camera as a girl and take pictures and not be judged for it. Like, I'd always felt like I couldn't go because I wasn't one of the guys. And I'm just like, hell no, just go, just do it. So there are girls who are not being afraid because of their gender to go out and do this stuff. So it is changing, but um, there's other things like the Automotive 30% Club, which is a sort of organization which is run by a woman called Julia Murr. This is and... the first I'm hearing of it. I didn't even know about this. This is amazing, this whole like organisation she's got. It's basically to get most um, manufacturers in the country to agree that 30% of like their head staff are women. Wow. Um, so that they're included as well and that it isn't just men. Um, so I know like Toyota GB are a big fan of this whole thing. Um, and there's a few of the dealership groups. I think it's, is it Lookers? There's a few of them that are very heavily involved in it and have all said, yes, we're gonna make sure that 30% of our like management team are female and that women are treated fairly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I believe it is changing. It's just very slow progression. Yeah. But it's getting there, it's getting there. Yeah, I think we all want that. I think even in F1, there's also, I don't know if you watch uh, Formula One. Yep, I do, big fan. Why are there no females in F1? I mean, do you think the, um, men should race with girls in the same um in the same race or do you think they should have their own championship i would love to see females racing in f1 yeah like 100 percent. and there is an incredible girl um who goes by the name of amna alkabasi have i not heard of her um amna alkabasi yes and yeah. her sister hamda um they both do racing and Amna has been absolutely smashing it. Um, I think it's in F4? Yeah. I need to get this right. But basically, um, these girls are from the Middle East and they're absolutely smashing it when it comes to their racing. And I would absolutely love to see one of them, if not both of them, make it into F1. They're so passionate about their racing and they're so talented and they're getting podium finishes and it just goes to show that if they can manage those cars and that racing and in the Middle East in those temperatures, why the hell can't they go up against the men in F1? I get it, the cars are bigger, I get it, 
they have to handle certain G's and certain speeds. But if these girls are willing to go through that training just like the guys, why can't they? I think they should just be given a chance. I mean, because we don't really know what is going to happen until you actually put a girl in an F1 concert. Exactly. Go out there and do your thing. So it just seems that in 2020, we have not really seen that there are no girls in F1. It's, it's a really weird thing when you think about it. Yeah, well, they went and set up that whole W series, which was, it's a great idea. Like, it is a brilliant thing to sort of go, okay, we're going to put together a women's series and give it a platform. But again, why are we not pushing to have a woman at least have a shot in F1, just yeah. to see how it goes? Because I mean, the W series is a bit like uh, women's football here in the UK. I mean, it's not, yes. it's, it's, it's there, but no one really talks about it. And you don't, yep. it's not really televised at the Premier League. So it's, it's no. a little bit lost in the, in the background. So imagine if that happened and uh and the women keep winning what would happen to f1 <laughs> can you imagine that scenario oh my god uh, lewis will be pissed oh man <laughs> he's always moaning though isn't oh, he so lewis. yeah lewis. it's just another reason for him to complain he is my favorite driver right? I'm, I'm not gonna lie right he's like <laughs> i started watching f1 because of lewis right because uh, obviously right. like uh back in the day there were no black people in f1 no so when he started racing i was like huh we have a brother in F1. Uh, I, I just want to see, like, you know, like, this is quite exciting. It's like tennis as well. When Serena and Venus were playing tennis, and yeah. I, I started watching Wimbledon and stuff like that. So I guess different things will kind of inspire different people to get into a certain sport or, like, you know, like any industry, whatever. So I started watching it because of him, because it gave me, um, what's the word? It gave me a reason, but also someone to aspire to in yeah. that sense. Because before I was like, oh, F1, but there's no one like me in this sport. And yeah, yeah. I still watched it, but I wasn't invested in it, if that make, made any sense. Yeah, and then obviously he went to McLaren and then he did well. I was like, wow, he's actually quite good at this. I want to watch more of this. And that's kind of how I go into it. So I think the same applies to um, the women in F1. I think when the first female gets into F1 and is racing, and yeah. is doing well, like all other girls who had aspirations or who maybe didn't know about F1 will see that and think, wow, I can actually see myself doing this. And uh, it will inspire a lot of people. 100%, I agree with that. And I think it would be epic to see a woman in F1. Um, obviously we sort of had that little bit of a teaser with, well, we had Susie Wolf and we had Tatiana Calderon. Yeah. So we sort of had those teasers of going, you know, they can be test drivers. It's incredible. It's like on the brink, but then it was like, no. Yeah, it just disappeared um, after that. Is that? Like, yeah, which was a shame because I actually met Tatiana Calderon at Geneva and I was just having a quick chat with her on the whole thing. And, you know, it was one of those where she was like, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Um, and I was like, you know, there are so many people who are backing you to get into this. But again, it just sort of, now it sort of seems to falling off the cliff and you're just sort of like well this sucks because she was so close yeah but, like what the hell's happened like what so where is she now what, what, what is she doing now do you know what i'm not even sure like there's not really been any mention of her because the last was alfa romeo mm. like some bits with them yeah um so yeah, I think she's still doing test driving for Alpha, but I'm not really sure it's... See, that's the problem, isn't it? She's probably just there in the background where yeah. she never gets cameras on her, she never gets talked to. Yeah, this, this is the problem, isn't it? It's yeah, like, exactly. Uh, 
things just like people talk about it for five minutes and it just falls off and then no one like you know cares exactly. and talks about it anymore damn that needs to change it does so exactly we're gonna go back to you again so i want to know when you get your driver's license and what it felt like when you you got your first wheels um so i got my driving license when i was 20 21 yeah i was quite old um <laughs> So the whole plan was to get it, obviously, as soon as I was old enough to apply for my license, do it. Um, but due to like health conditions, um, I was really suffering with ME and fibromyalgia at this point. Yeah. Um, I was like housebound and bedbound for a few years, so it put a major delay on life in general. So do you mind explaining what it is? Because a lot of people don't actually know what it is. So if you if you don't so, mind. ME stands for myalgic encephalomyelitis. Um, and I've had that since I was 15. Uh, it basically comes along after you've had a virus that shuts down your immune system. Um, and it leaves you with extreme fatigue and post-exertional malaise, um, chronic pain in your muscles and your joints, um, brain fog, which is why I can be having a completely normal conversation and just this wrong word will come out of absolutely nowhere. It's like reading off an auto cue and someone's just snuck in a little spy word and it just goes blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, where'd that come from? Or you just completely shut down. Like your brain just suddenly stops mid-sentence and you're like, oh my God, what was I saying? And you, you genuinely cannot remember. Um, but yeah, you get like, there's a million and one different symptoms and it depends on sort of the variant of condition you have um so yeah like back in my worst days i was bed bound and didn't get up for about a year and a half two years that, it was just what? for that for that long wow yeah i'd been sent to a specialist uh hospital which actually was proven to be one of the worst places you could go for dealing with me um because it wasn't just me that then became bedbound from their so-called treatment. There was many other um, people at this hospital who suffered the same as I did. Because um, they basically told you you were crazy and they learned everything about you from the day you were born to that day you're sat in that room having your therapy session and they start working how to sort of manipulate your thoughts and they're like, but you're making yourself ill and you're keeping yourself ill. like. You're an army cadet right now, but when's the last time you went and you stood on parade? And you're like, well, I can't, like my muscles physically don't let me. And they're like, no, 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 your muscles are fine. It's you that isn't allowing yourself to do it. And you start thinking like, oh my God, they're right. So I was going and I was jogging down at Battersea Park and I just collapsed. That's it, I, I just went. And my dad was like, okay, no more, no more. And from that day, it was like two years of just being laid in bed. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like I lost two years of my life, really. Um, but, yeah, thankfully now I've learned all about pacing and, you know, the foods to eat to help. And I came off all the medications I was put on because um, I was treated like a guinea pig through numerous different doctors and hospitals. Yeah. So it was, oh, take this because this will help with this, but then you need to take that because you're going to deal with these side effects with this. And after I lost my dad and I just saw all the issues he'd had with taking so many pills, I just went, I'm getting rid of all of this. Like, I'm not having any of this in my body. I'm going to find ways to do this naturally and I'm going to take care of me. 
Yeah. So, yeah, came off of all of that and just sort of learning to cope with it now, really. But that it just sounds tends crazy. To, I mean, it, it tends to feel like uh, what was the best comparison I ever heard someone say? Um, it's like having the flu with a hangover, having just run a marathon. <laughs> that, and is, that is quite a description. Yeah, it was incredibly accurate because you get the muscle aches like you've run a marathon and you know you get the hangover sort of stomach churning like feeling like you're going to throw up every two minutes just because your body is going what are you doing today like i'm not used to this and muscle shakes like you're uh, going cold turkey from medications and stuff a lot but it's all good fun you learn to adapt to it and adjust so. That is a lot of things going on at the same time. <laughs> I'm just thinking, just listen to this. I'm thinking, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because it just sounds so intense. The whole um, it, scenario. It can be. It can be very intense. But like I say, if you if you monitor it and you listen to your body and do what's right for you and sort of avoid stress as and where possible, it's a lot more manageable. But there are days that do just sort of sneak up and just go bam gonna make you suffer today and you're like oh great oh. <laughs> the, the body's a very 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 um how can i say a strange thing it does it uh, is indeed yeah i mean mm. we try to understand it but ultimately it does what it does uh, it sometimes. does but yeah so that sort of delayed me getting my driving license but um what with uh being a carer for my dad i was entitled to a uh, motability car to yeah. drive him to and from hospital and drive myself to and from hospital. So uh, yeah, the Citroen DS3 was my the first Citroen little whip. DS3, oh my gosh, I remember the oh. TV commercials. <laughs> Do you know what, that's what sold it to me. I saw it on the ad and then when I saw it was available, I just went, that one. Oh, that is, that's the thing, isn't it? I don't know, like, do you feel like back in the day they made better TV commercials than they do now? Hundred percent. Do you know what one of the best ones ever was? Oh, I'm trying to guess which one. I think I know. I know the one. I think I know the one. Go for it. It has to be either the Audi uh, R8 on the dyno or ah! oh no, man got it, man got it. Is, is it that one. one, right? Yes. I'm telling you, man. That for me is like I bought the DVDs. I was that that much into it. I, I couldn't believe wow. it. Wow. I used to watch it. This is actually in my uh, in my latest podcast. No, I think it was was it that one? Or was it the one before? So anyway, like, I used to like turn the TV up, turn the volume up, have my surround sound set up, open my windows, and just watch that over yep. and over yep. again. That is so dope. Oh, it's literally one of the best adverts ever. Yeah, I want that car because of it. It's like exactly one day that. that car will be my garage because that advert got the understood what i like what what how a car makes me feel yes that's exactly, exactly why i love that it. that advert just appealed to anyone who loves cars in the perfect way oh man but i'm just thinking about it right now i'm getting goose pimples man <laughs> i know i'm saying i've got chills but oh my gosh it was like um my friend uh had an r8 d10 gated manual oh my oh gosh. and when he let me drive it I was like, I feel like I'm in the advert. And I was just like, Rrrr. I was like, oh, oh my God. This is, I was like, I'm gonna have to stop because I'm gonna get so excited driving this car. I was like, I can't. Hell yeah. Oh. It is such a simple commercial as well. Like, there was no yep. talking. No. Just the camera, the, the camera movement was so seductive as well. Just exactly. from the wheel. And then yes. it just panned up across the engine bay. 
but that's what i like it was it was so simplistic but so beautiful whereas uh i watched a ford advert the other day and it was basically some woman running in a park and dancing around and i'm like dude like who comes up with this yeah like i i just want to see the car and i want to know what the car is like i don't why do i need to watch her dancing around in a park like this is the problem eh? isn't it people like they're confusing i think they're telling us what we should be feeling instead of like how the car actually makes us let the car do the talking that's what audi got so right with that commercial i also spoke to charlie uh the photography yes yeah so one adverts that we also love as well is the I think it was the guy Richie and Madonna, the BMW, um, was it the E, which BMW was it? Was it E39 oh, or something? It's like basically he picks her up. There was a series of them. Uh, I forgot all about oh that. Oh my days. That is another one I bought. All, I got all the DVDs still because that was, the story was insane. But it was also like, even though Madonna was there, it was an, she was an accessory to the car. And yeah, the car yeah, was yeah. a hero of the whole commercial, obviously. But the way they did it, it was so cool I, I bought all the dvds and watched them back and forth because it's that good <laughs> so freaking amazing you don't see that kind of stuff anymore it's so no. like boring like uh, yes. oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna probably watch them again today <laughs> <laughs> i don't even have a dvd player oh no i'm oh, gonna do that no. yeah well it was like um was it ferrari recently paid to have like monaco shut off to do filming i think i remember that one um was it for the f8 yeah, it was. I think it was yeah. Charles Leclerc driving it. Yes. Yes, yes. That I remember that. was a train wreck. Oh, no. Because they brought in this big fancy director who wasn't a petrol head, oh, God. it just flopped. And I remember seeing a whole load of like racing drivers and stuff going, so you shut off Monaco, one of the most iconic places to take a car with one of the sexiest looking cars right now. Yeah. With some of the biggest names in driving right now and that's what you produce (laughs) like you have the monaco tunnel why are you not filming the car going through it and getting this echo that will send chills down people's spines like why are you not showing the smiles on charles leclerc's face as he's driving it through monaco like i'm not even a videographer and i'm sat here going i could have done a better job than that Wow, this is the thing, right? They probably get paid a lot of money for for stuff like exactly this. Exactly that. And you're thinking, how did this person even like get chosen for the job and, and yeah. earn all that money, and they don't get what they're actually doing? This is no. the thing, isn't it? So, a hundred percent agree. Back in the day, way better TV commercials for cars. Hundred percent. Honda was another one as well. With a, I don't know the Cog commercial. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh. That was another dope one. I mean, that was cool. Yeah. No car in shot, just a no. bit of the car, like. Yeah. Um, Kind of like domino effect thing going on i just yeah, used to think yeah, like yeah. how did they do that and it's i bought the dvd naturally as well <laughs> as you do. i just love car commercials when it's done really really well when it's done right so good you so get it it's like yeah. it's exactly. insane okay so from, from the citroen ds3 what was yes. your um what car did you get what was your first performance car and what other cars would you like to have in the future like uh, you know, like... So the car after that I absolutely detested was my oh, no. Mark 7 1.6 TDI Golf. Golf. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. Why is this? I want to know. It was just flawed to hell and back. Like, it had all these safety features, like the panel on the front, but there'd be like a group of us going to... Um, like a car event down at Brands Hatch or whatever, and just on the M25 it would go... 
slam your brakes on at 70. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, it was a carrier bag in front of the panel. Brilliant. Wow. So I nearly had someone go in the back of me because your safety panel decided to kick in. Brilliant. Um, the electric handbrake often decided, I don't want to work. So just came off. Are you serious? Um, yeah, it was absolutely awful. The gearbox was horrendous. And I actually took it into Volkswagen at one point and they went, um, <coughs> it's a manual. I'm like, yes, you're about to ask me if I'm actually oh, shifting gears no. right, aren't you? He went, well, no, but um, we, we just want to make sure. I went, dude, I even have to double clutch it sometimes in order for it to change gear. And he went, sorry? Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm having to double clutch it. And he's like, okay, one second, go speak to the you technician. Didn't know. Oh, my and I was gosh. just like, yeah, okay. Because I come out with that, now you want to listen to me. So anyway, they took it on a um, technician's test drive and he went, yeah, mate, the gearbox, it's just, nah, it ain't right. And I was like, so I've, I've come in three times and you've questioned me, yet your technician takes it out once and goes, she was right. Brilliant. That's crazy. It's a madness. So yeah. Has that put you off like VW like for life? Is that basically what it is, or did you have other VWs after that? No, I haven't had any others. And obviously, when that came, when it well, when I was ironing up my BM, obviously everyone went, up. "Why aren't you looking at a Golf R?" And I was like, "Nah." I was like, "If I'm gonna have a, a Volkswagen of some kind, it'd be a GTI because they're just cooler." Yeah. Like yeah. in my opinion, and I think they just they drive nicer. I've been lucky enough to drive one. And I, I want a Mark One. But... I want a proper Mark. Oh, and I go back and just. Get oh a... my god. Yeah. Do you know how now. many people are wanting like Mark Ones, Twos, and Threes right now? Like, no wonder they're so expensive. Like everyone's just going. I want to go old school. They look so cool. I love that design. Just like that single light in the front, and then I think the Mark Two had the two lights. No, did they get that the way around? Like... Uh... I, I think, believe it was that way, yes. Yeah, and I just love that simple, like, cool design. And I just, uh, I just want one. But then I saw the price, it, like, oh, They do crap. look cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The prices have uh, gone up nicely. So when I still lived in Southwest London, obviously another guy from YouTube did as well at this point. A uh, certain see-through glass. <laughs> and we literally lived about five streets apart. And we didn't know for a very long time. Until then I moved and then it was like, oh damn, okay. If only. Cool. <laughs> so uh, he called me and he's like, I've got the new Golf R. Do you want to come down? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I took my M140 down there and we did a bit of a rev off. And he told me that the Acropovic exhaust system cost like three grand Ouch. on that. And I was just like, for what? For what? I was like... My Quicksilver costs half that and sounds like this. So oh, no. <laughs> you made Sam cry. Oh. Safe to say Volkswagen aren't my biggest fans. Um, you know what? I kind of like uh, Volkswagen. Like I don't know. I haven't got like a, a massive like love affair with them. But apart from the original Golfs, I'm like yeah, I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. But most of the new stuff, I, I think the old Scirocco as well. I kind of like the way that looked. But anything yes. recent, I'm like eh, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. It's no. a bit too bland. I want something a bit more. Um, yeah, I don't know. They did the um, R400 concept golf, and that thing looked sick, and it never came out, and it was really sad. I just want Volkswagen to do something cool that like they used to. I, I don't see any cool cars anymore. And like, I hate cars. I would that... love them to do something cool. 
why do why they're not doing it we want know. coolness give us cool we do yeah well i mean i just want everyone to stop doing this whole pedestrian safety thing because now all the hot hatches look identical and it's just completely killed it and they're getting bigger as well like literally every hot hatch has increased in height in width everything and they're all like round and yeah bulbous. and they have to have five doors i mean <laughs> what's wrong with three like come on minis used to be mini now minis is just generous. yeah minis you know. are now like a one series so yeah i don't get that one either. they actually share uh, they actually share the same engine as a one series it's so, literally um... the same thing underneath <laughs> just a different different skin on top in it that's literally what it is yeah i just don't like those front lights it just look weird the, the eyes are weird the new gp3 looks amazing Ooh. like i'm a big fan of that i think yeah. it looks really cool With but... all those massive fenders in the back and all that stuff yeah yeah that's but cool. again it's like i don't know just it, nothing really appeals to me to get one and i think that's what i'm missing because it used to be like you would go oh i want that and i want that oh but i do want that whereas nowadays you're kind of like i don't really want any of them <laughs> and I, to me that's heartbreaking because i like to have my list of like oh i would have that in a heartbeat but yeah. it just seems to be like diminishing or i'm going for old cars i think there's definitely a trend towards that because i've seen over lockdown i saw so many classic cars on the road i couldn't believe it like a, a lot of old yep. porsches a lot of really like old cool classic stuff and it's like a, a friend of mine just gone and bought a Z4M as a build, oh, like oh, a project no. car. I love that thing. Oh. oh my god! So a friend of ours has one, and damn it, this friend who's just gone and bought the project car was literally like, I sent it to him as a joke. I saw um, damn it. Phil Morrison from Driftworks was selling his AC Schnitzer. Yeah. And I just went, ha! Look, you can have a Z4M. Anyway, yep, my friend bought it. That's literally As a my project. dream garage right there. I saw one two days ago. I was out running, <laughs> and uh, like it was parked outside. It was all blacked out, and it was just. I just love the shape of that thing, the profile, they and look that little amazing. crease. And you sit right on the rear axle as well. You've got that yeah. massive long bonnet thing going on with a peach of an engine in there as well. I'm like, oh my god, get in my life. Oh yes. So no, they're wicked. Yeah. They're so cool. But um, you can keep an eye on the build at the z4m build the which... z4m i'm all over that like white on rice yes. z4m hell yeah yeah i love that and they sound so ugh. they sound <sighs> wicked there was actually talk of them putting the uh bmw v10 in it are you serious <laughs> oh my god actually i was gonna say can you fit that in there actually you can isn't it it's just got you can because it, it's a very very long bonnet so v10 i can't imagine what it's gonna sound like yeah, well, that's just the talk. I think they're wanting to keep it as standard, so Christine. they're going to find a, a S54 for it. Oh, but. my gosh. I think they're definitely collectible, like a future collectible for oh, sure. Oh, 100%. Whenever I see one, I'm just like, oh, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they that's when BMW was cool, though, I think, in my eyes. I don't know about you, but um, actually, I did a podcast recently kind of talking about... Mm, BMW and the current designs, that new 4 Series, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not in love with that. <laughs> I, I, I tried. I mean, I, okay, I haven't seen one in the flesh. I've just yep. seen like photos and stuff like that. And I've seen spire shots of the new um, M4 as well. Uh, that grill, there's no getting away from it. Mm. it it's a bit over the top. I'm, okay, I know you have uh, affiliations. With, <laughs> <laughs> with BMW Park Lane. But so I, I guess there's not... Like, I don't I'm know. allowed to still have an opinion. Okay, that's, is... that's that's a good thing. Um, 
What I... are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that whoever retrofits the previous like F8X sort of shape style front bumper is going to make a killing Wow! if it fits on. Um, <laughs> just because those grills have created a hell of a divide in opinion and do you think a it's a divide or do you that. think it's a landslide? <laughs> this is kind of what I discussed in uh, the last podcast because I'm like, woo. Yeah, I'm okay. Probably landslide is a bit of a better terminology for it. Um, I still want to see one in the flesh yes. in front of me as opposed to just a render. That's what I said. Because that's well. how you gauge it properly. Like, hmm. there might be some technical reason they've done it. There might be some crazy explanation for it completely. It may actually look better in the flesh, but... Apparently, in China, um, the best-selling cars have massive grills, and uh, BM Derbs wants to be part of uh, part of that cake. Fair and enough. So they are basically playing sense. to the Chinese market, which just to me that's like, why do you do it? Just stick to what you're good at and do what you stand for your own brand and do let them conform because to your the brand. Because the money, the money they can yeah, make in China is ridiculous. Yeah, but I could make stupid videos on YouTube and get loads of views. I'm not doing that. True. <laughs> True. So, why are they... Because I saw that um, the concept car, I was like, ooh, that looks sexy. I was like, I can yeah. actually, it, it looked good. But then when the yeah. real thing came out, I was like, ah. Mm. Like I say, whichever company decides to retrofit the previous gen sort of bumpers to it, they're yeah. going to kill them. Yeah, okay. Let's see. I mean, like you said, let's see. Let's see in the flesh because uh, there was a lot of stuff with the McLaren Senna when it was launched, and everyone yeah. like I want to gouge my eyes out, but <laughs> when, you know, I, like it was it was bad. But when I saw it in the flesh, I think it's a very spec dependent car, and my mind changed. So hundred percent spec dependent. Yeah. Still would never spend that kind of money again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing altogether. Would you spend <laughs> that kind of money? <laughs> if I had that kind of money, would I buy a Senna? Ah, no. But, I appreciate no. why it is. I like reliability. Oh. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. That is like, ooh. They need a better team for sorting out the, the reliability. engineering yeah. and the electrical side because, man, alive is that horrendously flawed. I, I like my Clarion, but what they do. I really, really, really want to support them because they're a British brand. Yeah. And Same here. You know, they've made the iconic F1 and F1 GTR. Now, if they go back to putting a BMW engine, <laughs> they'll be fine. Like, BMW are handing out the B58 and the S58, like, willy-nilly. Like, oh, come on, McLaren, jump on board. Oh, take this man. epic engine. Toyota took it. Lexus are taking it. Like, just take one too. Just... Have something reliable in one of those sexy bodies. You're good. You know, I just realized, I just realized literally how I met you. Like, Go on. You talk about McLaren, right? Do you remember like uh, three or four years ago, mm. uh, you and Maya uh, were at a gas the station. The 12C. Yes. The yes. MP4 12-C. You were at a gas yes. station and I think I was in another car. I think I was with Famsey and I don't know who else, who else I was with. And uh, yep. you guys at a gas station, I think you were telling Famsy off or something. I remember. Oh, uh, always telling him off. <laughs> that Bless is him. how I met you. I was like, ah. I, I was just laughing my head off. It was so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's 
got to keep all the boys in check somehow. <laughs> I was like, I never seen family so quiet. It's like, oh my God, what's going on here? And I just remember looking at Maya and we, we just we just like giggling a little bit because yeah. it was her and Taboo and yeah, I remember that's, that's, that's how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. is Taboo and I, I don't know even like... Taboo yeah. passed away. No. Are you yes. serious? Yeah, oh, not that crap. long ago actually as well. Oh no. Yeah. She had a good knows. long life though. She was the ring dog. Yeah, Taboo was a hundred years old almost. <laughs> I remember oh, like Oh my god. Proper old dog, but what a life. Like many, yeah. many, many people would have been so jealous of that dog's life. But not many dogs have have, have been faster. Like uh, that's literally no. the fastest dog there's ever been. Yep, very true. Hiding away to go in the Nurburgring and stuff. So I, don't know, I didn't know that. I need to give Maya a buzz because yeah. I didn't know Taboo had passed away. That's that's crazy. Yeah, really sad. But had a good life, bless her. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, that's that's, that's really that's a sad story. We were I talking know. about other stuff and then all of a sudden like uh, Taboo is, is gone. Oh damn it! Such <laughs> <laughs> terrible news. Such a legend of a dog. So. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that dog. Been in that car so many times. It's just been there in a footwell. With yeah. A, with a tongue hanging out, looking at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> what a cool dog. Right now, what car are you actually driving now? I still have my BMW M140. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's not going anywhere for a very long time. I'm too attached to it. I just love it. What do you love so much about this incredible BMW? Uh, I love the fact that I can wind people up because I have the same engine as the new Supra does. Mm. So it's it's enjoyable to wind people up and be like, yep, I'm bringing my mini Supra. Um, it's a beautiful compact little thing, isn't it? Oh, it's wicked. It's wicked. It's rear wheel drive. It's mm. got a really cool three liter straight six twin scroll turbocharged engine, <laughs> which Oh, it's that's just, a description right there. Like, okay. It, it, it's just, it's my little, it's my little fun thing that you just forget that it's a one series. Yes, at the end of the day, but you put your right foot down. That ain't no 1160. Like, whoosh, I'm gone. Damn. Um, It's just good fun. And especially now I've lowered it and put spaces on it. It handles so much better. It's missing an LSD for its handling properly on corners and roundabouts and whatnot, but it's much better than it was. But it's just fun and it sounds good and it's comfy on long drives, but you get in it and it just, it makes you smile. It's not the best car in the world. There are many better, but it's just fun. And I love it. I love it. Have, have I, I haven't seen this car. I don't think I've seen it yet. What color is it? Black one, Booty Joe. Oh, there you go. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's all black yeah. the hell out. It is. It's That's sick. Black wheels, black body. Actually, tell a lie. It's got cognac interior. Cognac. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sort of brownie tan color. That goes so well with a black. The contrast is oh, insane. Oh man. Right? It looks wicked. So I, I just love it. And. So apart from the lowering of it, what else have you done yes. to it? Uh, it's been through a few changes of wheels. Um, I had red ones on it at one point, but they were, <laughs> yeah, they were too wide and too concave. And especially when I lived in Battersea and had width restrictions everywhere, it was just not the one. Yeah, that's at all. what I Yeah. Um, so they came off, went back with, back with the black ones. Um, and I'm constantly looking at wheels where I'm like, I might have those. I could put those on it. I might have those. It's had a Quicksilver exhaust system on it, which had to come off 
Um, there was a few. Well, I'm when trying I to figure it, out why this is. Why is it? <laughs> so when I got the Quicksilver, it was obviously Valvetronic. So it meant with a remote, I could open it and close it to make it louder or quieter. Mm. And living in London, when the motherboard decided that it goes, oh, BMW's putting too much power through me. I can't handle this. That the valves were constantly open. Uh, the Met Police loved me. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was section 59 warning, thankfully. And I literally just said, look, if, if we can't sort the motherboard out so that I can close the valves, uh, this has to come off. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, they were like, we're getting an electrician as soon as we can. Who's going to specialize in fixing this, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to make it completely reliable. I went, I cannot wait. Like, if I get another warning, I'm screwed. Yeah, you're done. So, yeah. like, for someone who doesn't know what a Section 59 is, um, what, what is that? It's uh, basically a lovely warning from the police that you've done something naughty, uh, be it whether it's antisocial driving or your vehicle's too loud, uh, or sometimes they'll do it for if your tyres are too bald and not enough treadings stuff like that yeah but mine was for the anti-social side because it was just so loud um <laughs> that they gave me a warning and the following letter would have been a hundred pound fine and seizing my car oh yeah um yeah we don't want that no <laughs> so no one that, deserves that no so that went and got taken off which was unfortunate because it did sound great but i just i couldn't afford to be living in london with the police hating me and i needed my car so that was that but thankfully i got srd tuning who makes some of the world's fastest supras to gut a back box for me so i now have that on there so it's got a, a nice louder tone but my neighbors don't hate me for now until i want to annoy my neighbors and go yeah it's time for it to be a bit louder what else would you like to do to your car i mean because obviously you've done the, the suspension you've mm -hmm. done the exhaust uh, and so I do want to make it louder with doing a bit more to the exhaust, so probably like a cat back or something, or just decat it. But then it starts looking into tuning and stuff, but we'll, we'll give that a little while before that happens. Because I may have been caught speeding in it with... Well, I'd only had it a few months and I wasn't quite used to what my right foot could do with Oh yeah, that. the pressure was still like, a, you hadn't got the pressure gauge quite right yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so lovely average speed camera, speed awareness course. So I was like, I'm waiting until that three year period's up. So that then if and when I'm caught again, it's just another speed awareness course. So for the time being, I'm being sensible. No tuning, nothing. Makes um, so much sense. Yeah, but otherwise it's just going to be cosmetic things like a diffuser or a spoiler or a front splitter. Um, just tinting the front lights or something. Maybe, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ideas there, so. That will make it look so nice and mean. I mean, do you have any carbon exactly. bits on it yet? Or like a... No. Do you know what it was? It was carbon so expensive. And once you put one thing of carbon on, everything has to be carbon. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, do you know what? I really want to. But at the same time, I'm like, the car's black, so black works for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that, that'll make sense. I'm, I'm not going to like... <laughs> But man, carbon looks so cool though. Oh, like, ooh, man, carbon like... is amazing. Yeah, I didn't ask you what your dream like whip is. What is that? Like I can go from saying a 599 GTO ooh. to a McLaren F1 to uh, LP670. Yeah. But it's got to be manual. Oh, 100%. Because, oh, 
that's, or that's an LP640 manual because Ooh. just cool. Yeah. But it then can be a P1 or a 918, and especially because I've driven one of them. Like, You've driven a 918? Oh, yes. Oh man. What? I was. I what was, was that like? Three years old. Um, it was incredibly surreal, and it was just one of those moments that you kind of go, "Is this even real?" Uh, I was invited to shoot a friend's car collection in America, so you flew to the US there. of A to yeah. photograph some cars, and yeah. if that wasn't dope enough, you got to drive <laughs> a 918 with those twin firing exhausts. Oh my yeah. gosh! So it was on the outskirts of New York. It was all like proper hilly and little trees and these little towns hidden in the middle of nowhere that you'd never think of. And we'd gone up in the C63 Black Series Ooh. and out the back was this 918 with a Carrera GT sat next to it. And they're like, okay, we're taking both. And then a friend showed up in his 991 GT3 and he was like, I really want to go in the Carrera GT, but that was my friend's baby. Like no one drove that. <laughs> So he went, okay, you can passenger in that. Uh, my girlfriend will take the 991. Oh, but then we're left oh. with the 918. So he turned around and went, here, keep up, kiddo. Oh and I'm like, my gosh. Is that? <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is real life. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, and he's a flying lizards driver. So he knows how to handle a Porsche and he does a lot of development driving for a lot of companies and stuff. That's and uh, just went gunning off in this Carrera GT. And I'm like, oh, I take it, I'm expected to actually keep up. So yep, threw around the 918 like it was my Golf at the time. That is so um, crazy. Oh God, the most surreal experience of my life, but it was absolutely incredible. So yeah, that's one of those like dream car sort of things. Um, I think you can actually eat sandwich. I'm like, are you sure? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> that is just too funny. That. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are just like, can we get you anything at the shop? <laughs> oh, that's comedy gold right there, man. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. I'm going to keep all this in because this is funny Brilliant. as hell. It's like, uh... Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's that to add to the list, but oh god there's so many i can't even think of but my like sort of achievable dream car i want is an audi r8 v10 oh yeah yeah i just i don't i just have a massive love for them and it doesn't matter how many i see or whatever i'm just like yes obviously you're talking about the, the previous model or you're talking about the new one oh, do you know what i'd have either I have a special, uh, you know this already, but I, I, I love the original. I, for me, yeah, that, that design is so distilled, yes. right? And that and that gear knob, oh, come on. I mean, oh, how man. can you not want that? It's that aluminum <sighs> thing going on there, man. Yes. I'm like, hell yeah, the dog tooth. Oh, man, I'm all over that. Like, oh, yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, it would have to be a first Gen V10 manual. Oh, it yeah. has to be. But 100%. if I was to get a new one, obviously, they only do them in yeah. full happy pad auto, but that's fine by me. But yeah just an ra is like yes that's but then again just... i would have a gt3 it's not quite a supercar but I've those got... things are amazing oh just just porsche yeah just, just clean yes absolutely i was gonna ask you you are driving the 98 because you're not getting away from that one <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was, i'm trying to like 
to picture my brain what that must have felt like. You pressed that start button and you were like following it, frigging Carrera, like a GT as well. Yeah. I mean, that V10 sound like bellowing through yeah. the hills, wherever, wherever you're driving. I mean, that is just like, what the F? It's like you are driving the son of the, um, of the CGT basically, yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah, uh, it was just insane. And like I say, you know, it's these little towns in the outskirts of New York. And we literally got to this junction and we we're turning right to go past this like little village shop with a few houses in the middle of nowhere. And the sheriff car comes past and he literally looked at the uh, Carrera GT, sort of waved, and then wow. gets to me and the 918 and literally looks like, you're a child. <laughs> and I'm just like, hands at 10 and two, just like wave. <laughs> but thankfully this guy is known by like the local police and stuff just because of his cars are there and he's very supportive of the police and stuff. So um. So they yeah they sort of go. just waved and you know you turn off off this main road down this little they're a little town really and there's all kids playing football and this query gt oh, goes off screaming and then i'm like okay this is in hybrid currently but if you go bang on the accelerator it just goes yeah. raw v8 into life and Launch. you're just like oh my god <laughs> <sighs> but it was just incredible and it was one of those it's like i i don't think anything will ever top that oh because i was gonna ask you what was the best car you've, you've ever driven i guess that is it that, there you go yeah wow definitely that i just can't imagine like i think for me the only thing that would top the 918 will probably be the cgt though I, i'll love to drive that it's like um, i'd love to have a go but you have to be taught by someone who understands race cars on yeah. how to drive that because it is literally a Le Mans car taken into a road car Ouch. and you just have to understand how the clutch works and yeah. when to shift and it's a big understanding of it like you can't just be any regular Joe that jumps in it and goes nailed it like that guy in New York with the gimbala. oh god <laughs> yeah that <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was like, what the F, man? Oh, how that's, to ruin uh, a car. That's uh, definitely not just being sober. Yeah, I mean, he, he was definitely <laughs> under the influence of something. I don't know, he'd been licking oh, up yeah. as a frog, so I don't know, eating, <laughs> eating shrooms. I don't know what he was doing, but that was like, what the hell, man? It's like, of all the cars you could crash, and you do that, and you're under the influence? I mean, yeah. what the hell's wrong with you? I know, I know, just gone forever i mean that, that could have been so much worse i mean the, the thing is when he crashed i was like ouch that's terrible and then he reversed and then yeah. it went again i was and like what the hell are you doing yeah just i don't get that one that no. was uh that's, that's mental yeah so uh how about the mclaren f1 what that could that top the 918 for you in terms of driving if oh see that's I'd another love car, to have it? a go yeah. i'd love to have a go but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where the generations are so different that hmm. it's just such different technology and everything. But I mean, McLaren F1 is is literally everyone's like, yes, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, it would be, it'd be great. Even just a passenger in an F1, to be honest. Oh, man. That like, 
Mental. <laughs> I just want to start one. That's you know, <laughs> like that, I, I'm cool with that, right? If if you ask me to drive now, I'll drive it for you. But man, just to start one is like, yeah. whoa, what yeah, the hell, yeah, man? yeah, exactly. What I was lucky enough car. to start an F12 TDF and literally got massive chills. And that was is just the like, scariest thing in the world. I mean, that car definitely wants to kill you. It's like, um, oh yeah, it is so raw. Not that yeah. I've driven one or anything like that, but I've been a passenger in one. Yeah. And there was a situation with some rain. And, oh, uh, and and uh, a certain post. <laughs> oh no! I'm not gonna say who it was because uh, oh man, that that was not cool. I saw my life like just before me. Oh wow! Yeah, that is a scary thing to drive in the rain. It's absolutely <laughs> like <laughs> you shouldn't. If if you don't know what you're doing, do not drive an F12 or even a TDF in the rain because that thing will snap at any time and definitely just spear off into the nearest I don't know post or hill or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that was a scary experience. God, I can imagine. But it felt amazing. It's like, it's like the thing is like you felt like oh crap, we're gonna crash, and then you felt like like when you didn't crash, you're like, geez, that feels so good. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, there are like, amazing cars. Another garage um, goal. Yes, hundred percent. Like my list is massive for. Like, oh, uh, same. You, you just can't stop, and then you go to like an F40 and an F50 and. Yeah. That oh just, man, it just uh, it, it never ends. We are so blessed to be alive at this time in history. Oh, yes. Because 20 years from now, you know, I don't know, man, your kids or like whatever, they'd be like, what? You used to drive cars that made noise? What, what, what the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Things are so different now. Our cars don't make any noise. They're quiet and silent and all that stuff. Oh and no, there still has to be combustion engines. There has to be. They cannot completely eliminate them. I think there will be. Like in Zamunda for sure. Uh, <laughs> there will still be 504s and, and Land Rover 110s or like Defender 90s. Right? They'll yeah. still be around. But um, I think in the Western world, um, definitely. I think they'll be in museums though. I think to experience a lot of these cars, you're going to have a lot of like museums where like mm. the, all these owners, really cool cars, are going to be showcasing these cars where you can drive them around track, whatever, but pay crazy cash money for them. Um, oh, no. But I can't see because the whole European thing, in it, you got this legislation mm. going on where cars have to get quieter now. Uh, Ferrari having to use V8 engines instead of like uh, obviously the V12s that we're all used to. Mm -hmm. um, so slowly but surely, we are witnessing the death of the combustion engine, oh. and I think the golden age is uh, basically over, pretty much. So that's a scary thing. That's horrible to think of, isn't it? Yeah, but, it but is. it's actually heartbreaking <laughs> it is it's, it's, the, it's the most pain you know I, I love lamborghini right mm -hmm. um i cannot imagine a lamborghini with a v8 okay the oros is an exception because obviously yeah. an suv whatever but yeah, yeah. can you imagine like um like like a proper lamborghini super hypercar like having a freaking v8 or like being all electric that's gonna be weird as hell those doors are dramatic. The way they open, it just looks like I want to hear that V12 scream. And we don't exactly. have that anymore. Nice. It's like, like I've driven a Tesla and that was not a nice experience. I, I'm not going to lie. The speed was there. Don't get me wrong. The speed mm -hmm. was there, but I don't want to hear tire noise and just wind. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not cool. Whee! Yeah. That, <laughs> it is not, it's like literally, it's a horrible thing because there's a massive disconnect between because when you put your foot down, you, yeah. the engine screams because you know yeah. there's a connection there. You kind of know what the engine is doing, right? Yeah. But you put your foot down, the car, it flies. That That's a cool thing. But then when there's no noise, you don't really get the... 
It's not the same. Yeah, it's like it's Formula E versus Formula One. Yeah, it's Formula E. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to love Formula E and I cannot love it. It's like, like I have a blender and literally there's no difference <laughs> between using my blender than hearing a Formula E card. There isn't one. It's exactly the same. My Hoover sounds better. I ain't gonna wow. lie. And I got a crappy Vax Hoover. I mean, that's like, it is it's terrible. I, I cannot get out of my system. It's, it's it's a shocking thing, but that is a world we're moving towards. So, yeah. I don't know what to think. Like, I don't know, like, will I still love cars like 20 years from now, like I do now? Again, this is another thing that's quite worrying. It's like, are we going to just adapt to electric or are we going to be like, no, this isn't how it used to be? Yeah. And we're going to sound like those old people that moan about the good old days. It's happening right now. To be personally yeah. right, I think we are doing it wrong. Because, I mean, like electric cars are, are pointless because you have to use these, like batteries and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. There's not enough like material in the world to make enough cars for the whole world to have electric cars. Well, this right? is the thing. Plus, it's not even an environmentally friendly process yeah so. like there is so much downfall to it and yes i understand we're going to run out of fossil fuels all the rest of it but there has to be some balance you can't just completely eradicate fossil fuel combustion engines for electric like yeah. no one ever looks at how cobalt is like um what's it called see she knows what she's talking about cobalt is obviously a material used it's in the, batteries yes there you go. <laughs> But how and it's lithium um, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, but how it's not discovered, but how it's sort of gathered. Oh, how it's mined and all that yeah, stuff, mined, and how the, that's the, the, one. the destruction it causes to the exactly. The, the but blue it's planet. also like the child labour side of it, where these kids get roped in for pennies to put their lives in danger for mining it, and you know there is a a lot of ethical issues to it. Like, okay, granted, it's keeping Greta Thunberg happy, but come on, like. <laughs> You know what? I think there's a solution. The, the simplest solution, right? Yeah. In the whole universe, the most abundant thing is hydrogen. Yeah? Yeah. So, and water, you, you can get hydrogen from water. Just split yeah. the oxygen and the hydrogen with electricity and make hydrogen. And you can make hydrogen combustion engines. Do you know what I absolutely love at the moment? The Toyota Murai. It's hydrogen powered. <laughs> I... It blows my mind whenever I see one. I'm like, oh my god, you're running on like water. Like this is this is sick. Yeah. Like it's wicked. It, key, it looks cool. The key word you just said is blows my mind. I think that's that's what <laughs> it, that's a danger with like hydrogen, isn't it? It's like uh, hmm. it, it, it gets a bit bombish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of a safety issue yeah, with it, there's, but, uh, there's a bit of a fire issue i mean mclaren's not run on hydrogen yet imagine a mclaren <laughs> hydrogen oh man can't have that so technically speaking you could still make a combustion engine out of hydrogen right mm -hmm. and the only byproduct is going to be water that's it True. so it'd be actually that it's bad for the uk because that probably just means it's going to rain all the time yeah uh, because there'd be water coming out of the exhaust tips True. so you're gonna have like wet roads <laughs> so that means tdfs are out of, yeah that, that's but yeah. still, it makes more sense that way than to go all freaking electric because it just makes yeah. more sense. No. Yeah, well, like I say, I know Twitter are pushing to have more hydrogen fill-in stations put in, but there's something about the safety aspect, I think, is the thing that's stopping it. So, 
I think we have mm. three in the country, and that's about it. Uh, I think it's a big problem. So, uh, <laughs> is just a bit of a that's one hell of a volatile like thing. So, um, oh, yeah. if you don't store it properly, you can blow a whole city up into pieces. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that that probably explains it. But hey, but uh, I think we pretty much covered pretty much everything. Um, we did. It's just a matter of me putting it all together and all that stuff. Um, I just want to say a big, massive thank you for um, you know co-hosting this episode uh the first ever podcast with a with a girl thank you very much for having me it's been fun oh thank you so much and um let everybody know where they can find you uh you can find me on twitter at skulls and snaps you're on twitter i yes i like to be controversial on twitter too you know what Um, i just realized (laughs) for i I was a thousand percent sure i follow you on instagram but for some reason it's telling me that i don't actually follow you it, oh. I, I know, right? I think Twitter does uh, no, not Twitter. I mean, Instagram does some really weird stuff because I've. Do you know what? I agree with this. There's been people where I'm like, I swear I follow them, and it comes up follow or follow back. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like, I've been messaging you. Like I know I follow you, and then. Yeah, that's that's bad. Because uh, I've just followed you back. I like. Thanks. Because I'm a thousand percent sure I definitely I followed you in the <laughs> past, but I don't know why you think I'm not following you. Like, whoa, what's going on there? So yeah, obviously, you know, you can find me on Instagram where I tend to do singing videos on my story. And so yeah, uh, Skulls and Snaps on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all there. YouTube. YouTube, of course. Yes. Let me, I'm gonna follow you on Twitter as well because I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really, if you know what I mean. I, uh, <laughs> it's just one of those platforms where, I don't know, it's, um, I, I'm, Oh no, on and off. It's it's hard to have a connection on Twitter. I don't really know what it is. It is. I don't know how you do it. Like skulls and snaps. Why are you not coming out? Are you shooting on Twitter? I am on there. What's yours? Uh, it's, it's Rockers TV. I'm literally Rockers TV everywhere. Yep, that's what I do. It just makes life easier. There we what? go. Why I dropped you a follow. It says, it says no results. Skulls. Oh, because um, because I'm a dope. <laughs> I put skulls, skulls and naps. Brilliant. That's better than some of the things I've been called, so oh. don't worry about it. Oh my god. Oh, I found you. I found you. So yeah, I'm now following you. Um yeah, I'll see you soon. Yes. Skulls and do. snaps. Okay. Thank you very much. Stay safe and, and you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>